Rob and Zach. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm Zach. And I'm Rob. And today on Cinemodities, we are continuing on with our foreign animation series uh, with animation that is not foreign. <laughs> uh, I, that's, this, yeah, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that, that dawned on me. I'm a little annoyed right now. <laughs> I think I told Zach why we did it, but Zach probably was uh, just in his usual state of trying to block out everything I say. Um, while this is not foreign animation, I have decided to put this forward for us to discuss because it is certainly a parody of foreign animation, specifically anime, specifically uh, that Japanese style. And since our our next two things that we're getting into are pretty anime related, I thought this would fit pretty well. But no, full full disclosure, this is this is not foreign animation. This is U.S. made. What we are talking about is the Adult Swim show. I don't even know you can call it a show. Uh, perfect hair forever. And so I think the first question we have to answer, Zach, is what is Perfect Hair Forever? Had you ever heard of this before I ever mentioned it to you? No, never heard of this before. Okay, so so there's there's the history of her, Perfect Hair Forever, and then there's <laughs> my history with Perfect Hair Forever. And they're two different things. The, the history of Perfect Hair Forever is pretty straightforward. Um, the production team for Squidbillies back in 2004, you ever watched that show, Squidbillies, Zach? I know of it, never watched, never that, really watched it. Yeah, I never got into that. That was That's one of the more successful Adult Swim shows, or longer running, I think. But anyway, when that was supposed to come out, the production team fell behind, uh, and instead of announcing that they were not going to air the pilot of Squidbillies in 2004, they just aired the pilot of Perfect Hair Forever out of nowhere. And people were like, what the f*** is going on? Because it starts with a space ghost card. And so it, it's very strange right off the bat. Uh, and then it had a, a short run of six episodes, I think in 2004 to 2005. And then 2007, there was a seventh episode. And then 2014, there was an eighth. Uh, that's, that's the actual history of Perfect Hair forever. So now, Zach, are you ready for my history with Perfect Hair forever? Oh, dear. Zach is a little worried. Zach has got the spray bottle out. Yes, the battery acid spray bottle is, is sitting <laughs> on the table. But we have to, I have to tell this story because this is not, I didn't just find this because, oh, it's Rob, he's looking for crazy, weird stuff, and he came across this nonsense. This actually came into my life in a, in a very strange way, and it has impacted me greatly. So I guess I'll say it right off the bat. Zach, this is a masterpiece. Perfect hair forever. Oh, yeah is a masterpiece. And that's what I'm going to talk about. I'll talk about why I think that. But I'm getting the sense that Zach does not agree with me. Zach, on a, on a scale of masterpiece to magnum opus, how would you, how would you rank uh, Perfect Hair Forever? You're, you're turning my own logic against me. You're turning my <laughs> own war <worth> logic. <sighs> when I turned this, like I said, when I first put this on, I saw the Space Ghost card and I went, I honestly thought I clicked on the wrong, I thought I was watching the wrong thing. <laughs> and I said, "What?" And like I scrubbed ahead, like 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 six, like halfway through, so like six minutes. I'm like, "Nope, this is this is this is what it's supposed to be." <laughs> so I went back. I'm like, "Space Ghost? What the hell is Space Ghost going?" Because I thought it was j- okay. When Rob sold this to me, we're supposed to be doing foreign animation. 
So I'm um, first and foremost, I feel lied to. I feel a little betrayed. <laughs> and um, he, he can qualify. Say, oh no, I explained it. It's a parody of of, of this. No, he lied. Foreign animation. <laughs> it's kind of like sitting there going to a fine restaurant and saying you have a fine delicacy and giving a McDonald's hamburger. It's a parody on what a good burger should be. <laughs> Zach, it's, I lied, but I had a reason. Doesn't that make it sure. better? <laughs> I imagine the road to hell is paved with reasoning just like that. Um, <laughs> so I'm watching this. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And then it all within about 60 seconds, it all made perfect sense. A little adult swim watermark appeared in the corner. And I said, ah. This is going to be adult swim nonsense. And boy, was it ever adult swim nonsense. Nonsense. See, nonsense is what I have to disagree with. But we're, we'll get into that later. We'll get into the analysis of, of why Perfect Hair Forever is a masterpiece. But I have to give my history with it. I have to, I have to at least tell Zach this story because I don't think he's ever gotten to hear it. Are you ready? Are you, are you got you drink, you tucked in, you do whatever you do when you prepare for a story, Zach? I am ready. The, uh, the, the, the belt is, tie, is the tied or cinched very firmly around my neck, and I'm just waiting to tug it. <laughs> okay, here we go. So back in uh, two, 2012, 2013, when I was in my undergrad, uh, doing some computer repair, a roommate, my, one of my roommates that lived in an on-campus apartment lived with four other people. One of us, we would do like computer repair. Maybe computer diagnosis was the better way to put it. Like, people wouldn't want to go to the uh, school one because, like, the people there were dumb and they charged a lot. And so we would at least be able to help them out and give them, you know, some idea of what they needed to do. And it would be cheaper for them when we got some cash. And But we always told them, we were like, hey, you know, don't give us computers that have anything, like, illegal on them. Like, we want none of that. And we always told them, like, if there's something on your computer you don't want us to find, take it off before you give it to us. And we always gave this disclaimer. One day we get a computer. Someone actually gives us a whole desktop, like like an actual tower of a computer. And they have something wrong with it. My buddy and I turn it on, and we're, we're getting to work on it. And, of course, we look at what's in there. We look at these files. And, okay, Zach, this is where it gets weird. This dude's files, to this day, I don't know if this was all a joke or this is for some reason he needed these things. But there was some crazy stuff on this guy's computer. Here we go. I have, I have a few highlights of what we found on his computer. Um, he had thousands of audio files that were each a specific tone, like a minute and a half long each, just a constant tone. And you click on a different file, it would be like slightly higher tone or a slightly lower one. He had like a whole array of sounds, just beep, beep, a minute and a half each. It was ridiculous. I don't know who needs that. I do a lot of music and sound editing, but I, I don't need that. I don't need that in the goddamn slightest. Anyway, we find those. We find Word documents, like hundreds of Word documents. And as far as we could tell, every single Word document, you would open it, and it would just be wingdings, like pages and pages of wingdings. You know that font that is just symbols and stuff? Yep. Some of them were wingdings. Some of them were wingdings 2. Some of them were, wing, dare I say, wingdings 3. I didn't know that oh. existed until this happened. And so... When we see this, we're like, okay, what the hell is this? You can translate it. You know, you can highlight everything and you can switch it back to a normal font. It was all gibberish in the normal font. There was not a single vowel. It was like tons of letters, like connect, like no spaces or anything. It was crazy. And so we haven't even, we're looking through this guy's computer finding stuff like this. And we haven't even, we don't even know what's wrong with it yet. And jump scare games, like the stupid simple ones where you have to follow like a basic maze and then like 
the the girl from the uh, the Exorcist pops out at you like tons of them like maybe like fifty different basic jump scare games. Okay, Zach, you're gonna like this one. This oh. dude had some straight up weird location pornography. So I, I say weird location. So the two that I will always remember, he had uh, like a thirty minute video of a guy and a girl having sex while rock climbing, filmed completely from the ground. Like, this was a dude with a camera pointing at the side of a mountain, and people were, like, harnessing and having sex. Another I, one... I, pe- I, I, I want to spritz you with the battery <laughs> as if I'm too intrigued. I know, pull the, right? Pull the lever. The other, the other one I remember, this of the strange location pornography, uh, people underwater, completely clothed in scuba diving gear with just, like, you know, like, some apparatus set up so they could, like, have sex with each other. It, it wasn't sexual at all. You couldn't see any skin it was so strange. And the last thing on the list, what else did we find on this computer? The first six episodes of Perfect Hair Forever. That is how I came into contact with Perfect Hair Forever. And of course, this being one of the only things we found on the computer that we could actually absorb, we could actually do something with. The audio files were meaningless. The, the Wingdings Word documents were meaningless. No one wanted to play jump scare games. You could watch that porn, but it's just like, out of weird curiosity, you know, six episodes of something called Perfect Hair Forever, and when we did the exact same you, the exact same thing you did, Zach, clicked on it and found Space Ghost, we were like, "What?" So that's what we did. We decided to like pause everything because we had this guy's computer for the night or whatever. We take these files off of it. My roommates and I, we just get baked. We smoke a bunch of weed and we just put this on and we watch it and we watch the first six episodes. When it's over. Needless to say, there were mixed reactions. I was basically like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe I've never heard about this before. And basically, the three other people said that I watched it with were like, that was ridiculous. I can't believe that's all there is. Because if Zach, I don't know how how many times Zach watched this, but if he remembers, the sixth episode is when it just becomes a very strange variety show. And there's like musical numbers, and there's no, has nothing to do with the story. That's where it ended the first time I saw it, and I loved it. I thought it was perfect. But one of my buddies has to go online and do some googling and finds that there's a seventh episode, and we get the seventh episode, and, and it's not as good, and I don't think it ends it the right way. And then, as Zach knows, for this recording, when I was doing my research again, I found that there was another episode, the 2014 one, and that one was actually pretty good. I think it got back to the story. So this this is why we're sitting here today, Zach. I would go so far to say it isn't just why we're talking about Perfect Hair Forever. This whole event with the computer and the and the wingdings and the pornography that got me to this podcast. So it was a, it was a milestone in the history of cinemodities. That is my history with Perfect Hair Forever. I can tell you have questions, Zach. Ask your questions. You know what? This, this, the story and how you got to Perfect Hair Forever, I think, is infinitely more interesting than the actual Perfect Hair Forever. Oh, no! <laughs> okay, so I should have ended with okay. the Perfect Hair Forever? Yes, that, that, that's how it ends. It ends with the Oswald ends well. I have to ask, what was wrong with this guy's computer? Like, so, like, so the actual problem? Like, is that what you're asking? Like, what did he... I want to know the history of this guy and the computer. He's like... 
this mystery. He's the Boba Fett of this Star Wars. It's like, I have no idea what's going on with him. He's here briefly, but I'm fascinated by him. So so I, I, can, I cannot say much about the guy. I think I only met the guy once. Um, it was a someone that my buddy that I did the computer repair slash diagnosis with that he knew and got the computer from. Um, we would have to contact him for more information about the guy. But what was wrong with his computer was something like with the registry. Like he had like tried to edit the Windows registry, but he didn't know what he was doing. And it f***ed a lot of things up and he couldn't like load programs properly and like nothing would happen on startup and stuff like that. And he was just confused. That I remember that was the actual problem with the computer. It had nothing to do with the wingdings. There were other files. They were fine. They were just strange. <laughs> Did you ask him what was up with all the weird stuff on his computer? Um, no. So the only time I met him was actually before the computer. I was only oh. I only worked on the computer. My buddy was the go go between with this guy for the computer. But my buddy was equally as confused to see all these files. I did get the sense though that you know this was not unexpected. Maybe not the norm with this guy, but, you know, the way that the people who knew him better talked about him, it was like, he's, he's a little out there, you know? And, and now Just we know, I think. Now I, now I think we know. I, well, I wish I still had the Wingdings files and stuff like that. Well, like, I, I wish I could, like, that's code breaker stuff. <laughs> all right, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to sit there. There's a, we'll, we'll get to this with the Eraserhead episode, but a quick uh, peek into the, the crystal ball. There is the infamous character that wore the Eraserhead t-shirt to Robin I's high school, which <laughs> yes. altered our destinies forever. Um, I think we can put the the guy with the windings on his computer in the weird porno. Um, I think he's up there. I think we're having a, we're creating a league of extraordinary gentlemen. Um, <laughs> and, and so far, it's a party of two. Oh, that's great. That's great. I like it. I like it, Zach. I like that we have uh, at least two so far. Okay. So far. Nice, nice. But yes, that's that's how that's why we're sitting here, Zach. That's why we've gotten to where we are today. Perfect hair forever in this crazy computer. In preparation for the, tonight's recording of uh, Perfect Hair Forever, um, I feel like I don't have the proper vocabulary to describe this. This uh, are we calling this a TV show? Are we calling it just media? Is there are we giving this a name? Much like the Frank Ocean Endless visual album, is there a name for this oh, content? Man. So I think it's officially documented as a TV show, but okay. I I don't want to classify it as that. Because like I said, you know, there were six episodes, and then years, like two years went by, we got another, and then six years went by, and we got another. So, like... A collection of shorts? Uh, I don't know. They're cohesive. I think they're meant to be watched. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, so, Define cohesive, sir. Define cohesive. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, all, it all makes sense, right? Like, you understand why the... Like the end of one episode, uh, Brenda starts the Cat Bun Wars, and the beginning of the next episode, they gotta end the Cat Bun Wars. Like what? It's cohesive. Uh-huh. Is the Cat Bun Wars? It's cohesive. Yes. So cat, cat, about, cat, cat, cat Bun Wars just rolls off the tongue. How about series? How about we just call this the series Perfect Hair Forever? Because honestly, I kind of thought of it when I first watched it that that initial time, the only the six episodes that were on that computer, I thought it was like a self-contained thing. I thought the ending of the sixth one was the ending of, like, the whole thing. And it kind of was, because we didn't get another episode for two years. So I, I kind of want to say series. I kind of think it's still over. But who knows, maybe in, in, like, 2025, we'll get another episode. In 15 to 20 years, my fearsome cardboard box army robots will help me get out of this overpriced crappy townhouse where nothing works! All right. So, in, in preparation for this, we go I'd back. 
Will, will, will you commit to that right now, Zach? If an episode comes out in 2025, we got to go and like do an episode about it? Absolutely not. Well, no, uh, come on. Yes, I like agree right now. Absolutely come on, not. Commit. Commit. <laughs> This was, this, was, this was 80 minutes. This was nine, no, 100 minutes of my life that made me question my uh, existence. Um, right. and at very least my sanity. So I looked up some... So I figured I didn't have the proper uh, proper vocabulary to discuss this. So I cracked open the good old thesaurus, giving the good old <laughs> friends at thesaurus.com some ad revenue. So these are some words I feel describe perfect hair forever. Okay. I already said this first one, nonsense, um, absurdity, I'll give you Baloney. that. Baloney. I'll kind of give you that. <laughs> bunk. No, we're not bunk. Gibberish. Uh, madness. Okay, that's accurate. Balderdash. <laughs> Ballyhoo. <laughs> <laughs> Flat trap. Oh, I don't hogwash. Know uh, no, it's not hogwash. <laughs> poppycock. No, that's a that's a food. And last but not least, mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. It might be mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo is pretty good. So the only one I, I would say I don't have a firm understanding in what I believe the word means. Is claptrap? What what the f- <laughs> does claptrap mean? Did you Clap? get a definition? Yeah, when did you when you thesaurus it? Did it what it give you? Um, empty talk. I would imagine vacuous is probably mm. a good synonym for it. Mm, okay. Well, uh, I'm glad I know that now. But that is not how I would describe perfect hair forever. This is great. This is great, Zach. You are taking the stance that almost everybody I've ever shared this with has taken. And and I I have of course something else to say. I have I have I have a <laughs> of dissent. course you do. I have of a disagreement. You Did you, am I surprising you there, Zach? <laughs> okay. So so here's the thing. Here we go. Zach is gonna roll his eyes as soon as this argument begins. So this is this is for the the audience out there. You know, just get ready. So here's the thing. I think there are certain things in this world. Certain created objects doesn't have to be a TV show. It, just some some type of created object, art, uh, media, book, anything like that. Someone, something someone creates and puts forward. There's two types of people in the world when they observe that thing and they kind of take it in and they and they and they try and understand what it is. And so, the first type of person will actually kind of say, "Okay, what is it? What are they going for? What's the idea?" The other type of person will just say, it doesn't make sense, I don't like it, I don't want to think about it anymore. So I, I see this in a lot of stuff, you know. Uh, some examples, here we go, this is where Zach's going to start rolling his eyes. The best example, Finnegan's Wake by James Joyce. So many people are just like, that book's nonsense, you can't read it. Some people are like, no, you have to study it constantly because it's so dense and it's such an interesting creative object we need to understand how it came about and what it represents. Some other examples, I would say, are uh, definitely perfect hair forever. I think that the references and the parodying that this is doing of not just anime, but kind of sh- TV shows and serials in general, is so deep 
that we're never going to fully understand it. What do you think about that, Zach? What do you think about that comparison? All right. Uh, I, I guess I'm not. I'm not dismissive of of weird weird ass crap. No. Oh, so that's that should be said. Zach is not the dismissive person. Zach's the good person. Zach just Zach and I just disagree on what's nonsense and what's not nonsense. <laughs> well, it depends. Okay, this is this is one. Okay, this is how I'm going to describe. Like Rob Rob likes weird. My pro. Okay. Okay. How do I describe this properly? There's this expression I like to use that if you stare into the abyss long enough, the abyss stares back into you. If you, if you, I guess Rob, Rob's smiling right now. Um, I feel that if you look hard enough at something, you will find what you're looking for in it. Uh, I think that's what Rob, that's what Rob's doing with Perfect Hair Forever. I can't speak for Finnegan's Wake. I know Rob's, Rob's enjoyed that forever. Um, I've, I, I have no attempt of doing that. I, again, that doesn't interest me in the slightest. But with something like Perfect Hair Forever, like or comparing it to obviously the benchmark of all cinemodities, Eraserhead, which is the the <laughs> ultimate thing any cinemati can ever hope to to live up to. Yes, like you watch Eraserhead, like Rob said, you show somebody a weird piece of media, they watch it and they go, "What was that? It's just nonsense." Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there's actual substance to this, but it's real. You have to really dig into it. And obviously, there's so many interpretations for something like Eraserhead. And then this is my other example I like to use when it comes to something that really doesn't have a superficial meaning to it or a clear-cut meaning to it. My favorite example is Spring Breakers. This is my fucking dream, y'all. All this shit. Look at my shit. I got got shorts, every fucking color. I got designer t-shirts. I got gold bullets, motherfucking vampires. I got Scarface on repeat. Scarface on repeat. Constant, y'all. I got Escape, Calvin Klein Escape. Mix that shit up with Calvin Klein B. Smell nice. I smell nice. Ain't a fucking bed, that's a fucking art piece. My fucking spaceship, USS Enterprise on this shit. I go to different planets on this motherfucker. Me and my fucking Franklin's here, we take off. Fucking take, take off. Take it off. Look at my shit. Look at my shit. I got my blue Kool-Aid. Ooh, you got the I got my fucking nunchucks. I got shurikens. I got different flavors. I got them. I got the size. Look at that shit. I got size. I got blades. Look at my shit. This ain't nothing. I got I got rooms of this shit. I got my dark tanning oil. Yeah. <laughs> Lay out by the pool. Yeah. Put on my dark tanning oil. Machine guns. Look at this. Look at this motherfucker here. Look at this motherfucker. Huh? When okay. that movie came out, I saw it in theaters, and a few people I knew saw it at the time because they all went into it saying, "Yo, I'm gonna see Selena Gomez half naked, yo." <laughs> and they walked out of it, and they're like, "That was just stupid." And I'm like, "No." I remember defending it. To, I remember even I had the cinema professors at Albany. I went to school. They're like, "We hate Harmony Corinne." <laughs> and I'm like, yes, he's stupid, but this movie might have something to it. And I was explaining, and over the years, I've explained it to people, and nobody really appreciates it. A because nobody cares about it. It's kind of a like it's it's a, it's a flash in the pan movie. But like over time, I've come to the realization of is this movie Spring Breakers brilliant, or am I just reading into it? It's kind of like when you watch those like Bigfoot documentaries on like the uh like animal channel it's (laughs) like and they go out in the woods and like everything that makes noise is bigfoot every shadow at night is bigfoot 
So, like, if you go into the woods looking for Bigfoot, chances are everything you come across that you can't explain is Bigfoot. And I think that's what Rob's doing with this, is that he's looking at something that at its core is not meant to have a purpose. It's, and I know that the reason why I say this is that I, once I looked this up and I saw the creators of this, um, it's like I said, it's adult swim nonsense. 95% of what adult swim makes is just stuff that's not meant to make. It's not designed to make sense. It's there to disenfranchise 99% of the people who watch it. And the 1% that aren't disenfranchised are ones who love it. In other words, Rob, <laughs> like I love too many cooks. Too many Like, the guys behind this are, like, this is all done, like, a few years after Cartoon Planet and Space Ghost. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like Space Ghost Coast to Coast, but I love Cartoon Planet. Yeah. I love you, baby. I love the way that you walk. I love you, baby. I love the way that you talk. I really like it when you call my name. You could get a job driving at school bus. I love you, baby. Will you marry me? You don't have to decide right away. Think it over. Who's it gonna hurt? Where are you going? And you can definitely see, like, Cartoon Planet doesn't make sense, but I know what they're trying to get at. This is like the equivalent of this point. Let's put everything nonsensical we can to a blender and seeing what comes out. And it's just lunacy for the sake of lunacy and seeing who is good. It's like, like a mechanical bull almost. There's nothing. If you can stay on the bull so long, there's no point. It's like you're on a mechanical bull. If you can stay on it for two seconds or two hours, there's nothing to be gained at the end of the day for it. It's just a an artificial benchmark to say, aha, rather than anything deep. And I think Rob's going to disagree with me on that because I think this is the equivalent. Well, of, of like, course, <laughs> this is like this is like an Easter bunny that's hollow, like a chocolate Easter bunny. It's like it takes it's like it's superficially sweet, but at the end of the day, there's nothing inside of it, and chances are it'll give you diabetes when you're done with it. Yeah, of well, of course, you know I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> See, so but instead of instead of falling into the cycle of just saying that I think it's amazing and you think it's a load of nonsense. I, I think that we have a, the similar idea. Would you, would you say that this is something where, you know, we, this is kind of a uh, differing sets. Like, you know, I said, there are two types of people. There are people who will who look into it or dismiss it basically. And I think you have the same kind of distinction, but they're not the same as mine. Like are, they're not the same groups. Like my group of people who dismiss stuff are not the same as people who dismiss stuff in yours. Because you're dismissing perfect hair forever, but I honestly think that that you're that you are wrong. That it is filled with meaning, and they're going for something specific. Uh, but would you say that this stance, both of our stances, are subjective? Well, okay, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase. Okay, let me let me respond a different way. Um, the people who you're just you're putting you're doing a very strict dichotomy. You're what you're saying is that with people that you show this to, they are judging it incorrectly. Thus, coming to an incorrect conclusion. Yeah, yeah, 
I, okay. I, I don't know about judging it incorrectly. I think I would put it as um, they are not they are not like letting themselves perceive it in a less strict way. That's how I think a lot of these people who are dismissive, they their just kind of brain is set in one specific way that they want to think about a story and they don't want to they don't like that when it's deviated or when there's any deviation from it. Yeah. So it's it's, it's not it's not Avengers Infinity War. So if, yes. if it doesn't go down smooth, they're going to outright reject it. Yes. Um well, this is my response to that is that their judgment, my, like, like, like Rob knows, I will watch anything. I will give anything and everything a fair shot. Um, I'll be open-minded about anything. I, where I disagree with him is that, yes, I, I agree with him that people are, again, he, he disagree with my um, my word of judging this, but um, for lack of a better one, sure, is that, yeah. yes, I agree with him. People are not um, hearing this out or judging it in the sense that they're not, uh, pre, they're not at least hearing it out. Um, I But yet, I agree with people's conclusion on this. People will watch this and not understand or not be open to it. They'll say, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. I'm open-minded to it and <laughs> say, this is fluff. This is garbage. And it's like, or, it's, or it's intentional, just nonsense. Um, it's not garbage. It's, it's everything's deliberate. Like, like, garbage is incompetence and just like, like a book of Henry Men, women, and children is garbage. It's just something that yes. like, like nobody knew what they were doing. Someone made a mess. Um, this is a mess, but it's intentional. It's like I think you put it well with absurd or absurdity earlier because I agree yes. with that one. And or madness. This is certainly madness. It's like, orchestrated madness. To watch. Yes, it's orchestrated madness to the point of it's obviously it's trying. It's like too many cooks. It's deliberately, which is my um. I guess that's the epitome of Adult Swim for me is too many cooks. It's just I love that as well, but I, yes. I think that's also very full of meaning, and I love it. <laughs> it's a ma- too many cooks is a masterpiece because it's twelve minutes. Yet it, what the point it's trying to get across is there. Like it's mocking intros of sitcom of like eighties and nineties sitcoms. You can boil too many cooks down to that one sentence. Is it over the top in some circumstances? Yes. But you cannot boil uh, perfect hair forever to one sentence. No, no, you definitely can't. You definitely can't. And I think that is it's a credit to the fact that it is so dense and so meaningful that we're never going to be able to fully understand it. <laughs> I, I Again, this is going back. I, I think I've described – I forget what movie I described this way. It might have been – I don't know. I, I guess I think I've called it the uh, chocolate pretzels conundrum. Where okay. again, I described for where it's like, okay, I really like chocolate. What goes well with chocolate? Pretzels, chocolate covered pretzels. Well, what goes good with pretzels? Beer. You can have like a nice pretzel, a bag of pretzels, <laughs> and a beer as you're sitting down relaxing, eating dinner. Okay? What if we said cheese instead of beer? No, we'll, no, we'll get in there. We'll get in there. We'll get in there. <laughs> no, take then, the like, beer like, out. What goes good beer. with beer? You can have a hamburger with a beer. That's good. Well, what goes good with a hamburger? You could sit there have like a, a pickle wedge. Like you have that. Like you have a pickle wedge with your hamburger. Oh. I'll like, eat well, a pickle wedge go- anytime. Okay, there you go. And then it's like, <laughs> then you get like, what goes go with a pickle wedge? It just keeps going. Except in certain circumstances, just because things complement each other, they can't all be shoved into the same blender or put on the same plate. And I think Perfect Hair Forever is another example of this because as I was watching it, like there's certain moments that are funny. Like you have. Uncle Grandpa. certain moments. I'm laughing the entire goddamn I, time. <laughs> I bet you are. Like, this is how, I would imagine this is how you felt watching men, women, and children as I was watching this. I finally, <laughs> I finally gained. Uh, I put my head, my 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 yeah. brain into Rob's. 
but like Uncle Grandfather. It's like, yes, with him and Brenda, and he's constantly, you know, like I said, yes, that's comical. It's a reoccurring joke. Anybody can appreciate it because it's the stereotype trademark of anime to have like the super attractive female character in skimpy clothing. He's doing everything with his power to do these, again, well, not, I don't want to say molest her, but obviously, I guess molest her for a lack. It's not, she doesn't seem to be bothered by it. But it's like the, all the pervy older character is certainly like a cliche in anime and manga at this point as well. I'm not a big anime manga person, so I can't comment <laughs> on that entirely. Um, it's worth Look forward to Cowboy Bebop, everybody. <laughs> yes, Cowboy Bebop next weekend. Um, but no, real quick anime manga story. When I was in college, this was like this happened at least a handful of times. I'll never be able to explain it. People would turn around to me, like I'd be talking to people, whether it be like in class or like people who like I, I was roommates with when I first got to know them. They'd be like, "I'm guessing you're a real anime manga type guy." I look around at like the first time it happened, I'm like, "No, I'm like I liked Yu-Gi-Oh when I was younger, but like not real. I like the TV show and the trading cards. Like, really, you're not into insert anime here?" And I'm like, "Nope." And then like it happened again. I'm like. That's weird. Why is this happening again? It was like a year later. Like it wasn't yeah. the same person. And like I happened like I, I think like six months later. And I'm like, what on earth am I dressing like or look like that people would just say that to me? And it's not like people <laughs> would sit there like it's not like I go up to somebody, I'm like, watch Star Wars, and like I'd shove it down their throat. Or like I'm wearing like a like, like a weird t shirt. It's like, no, people would just like come up to me. And like say that, or like or not just come up randomly, but like if I'd be talking to someone like, yeah, like out of yeah. the blue. And I never figure that out because, like, I never like that sort of thing. I'd always tell them that, like, oh, well, you're missing out. I'm like, sure, whatever. But that's just a weird aside, though. But no, going back to Perfect Hair Forever. Yeah, I, I would I, never, I would never think that about. I mean, I know you. I, I don't think I would. There's no reason you don't fit the mold of like all the people I knew from playing Yu-Gi-Oh at like comic book shops that were into anime and manga. Like, I don't think I, of you in I, that group. I don't know. I, 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 to this day, I still can't figure it out. Um. <laughs> anyway, anyway, perfect, perfect hair forever. In that, as I'm watching it, like there are jokes that, like, oh, you can appreciate though. And then, like, one thing I think, like, Rob, because again, Rob and I went to high school together, so we worked on like projects. I don't know if we ever worked like on a school project together, but like, like only, another only instinct. one of us graduated, but we're oh, not yeah, going to say which one. All, all, only one, yes. <laughs> we almost got that 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 uh, spangly advanced regents diploma. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. So like I remember working on like on like in high school like I'd have like group projects and I loved putting nonsensical like non like non sequiturs just random things thrown in there because it was funny to me mm-hmm. and I figured this is funny to me I don't care if it disenfranchises an audience I find it funny I'm going to go to make a Titanic reference I'm going to go down with the ship like I, I, I'm going to crash <laughs> into that iceberg. I'm, yep. not gonna, I'm not going to put the propellers into reverse because timely reference by the time you're hearing this, that episode is probably two months old. <laughs> I'm going to let my, I'm not going to chip my propeller blades, but I'm going to crash into the iceberg. And yeah. I figured, okay. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, this is what this looks like when you have thousands of dollars of the budget and you're not doing it to a room full of like 30 teenagers. This is what this, this reminds me of the equipment. Like I said, I give the people who made this credit. Like they, they, they're working on whatever makes them laugh. Like, cheers to them. But it does not hold up under any scrutiny or over time, with the exception of Rob. Yeah. 
I like that that has become Zach's go-to qualifier. Like you're gonna hear him, you're gonna hear someone talking out in public one day, and it's like, except for Rob, that means Zach is talking. He that's he's that's become his new caveat. <laughs> no, I guess I guess we should say now that it's established that our stances on this. The people who made this are primarily uh, the team behind Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So it's not everybody from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but it is a good bit of the people. And so Aqua Teen Hunger Force is something we're going to have to get to. Zach knows for sure, Hand Banana, we need to talk about that at some point. Um, I think it's one of the funniest things ever. It's probably one of my, what I think is the funniest TV show ever. I've watched it tons of times. Um, this, though, is a different beast entirely. I think. Let's get that straight. But this is certainly from the same creative forces. And I don't know. Well, Zach, would you say Aqua Teen Hunger Force is, is nonsense, is meaningless, is hogwash, is claptrap? I've never liked Aqua Teen. And, I, I, and as I was watching it, I could, I could, you could taste the flavors of Aqua Teen yes. here. And I'm like, this makes... Uh, you, like, you can... Like, there's a lot... Again, I like Cartoon Planet, yet... I feel that like of, of the people I, I don't I know all I know is Mike Lazo I see his name I, I pretty much know who I'm dealing with okay um, but like I, I think Cartoon Planet is the most refined version of their or what's the word the most um, oh my god I mass appeal of their humor okay okay I like refined I don't know refined, I don't think the right word though because I don't think Cartoon I think Cartoon Planet is inherently not refined I think everything they do the is early not refined one. well okay. No, cartoon. Okay. One thing I did not know in doing research for this is I I always thought that Cartoon Planet like started like in the like early nineties, like ninety three, ninety four. It's like cause I knew. I remember Sal telling me mm-hmm. um, that Cartoon Planet was like bumpers on TBS. And I remember him telling me that I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? I'm like, why would it be on TBS? <laughs> yeah, really. And then like obviously, as I over time, if I've learned more and more about Cartoon Planet, I'm like oh, because that was like Turner. And that was Ted Turner doing all of his insane things with television in the 90s. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, then, then, then they started Cartoon Network and everything got ported over. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I never knew that Cartoon Planet came after Space Ghost Coast to Coast got started. Mm-hmm. Space Ghost Coast to Coast started. Then, like a year later, they did Cartoon Planet for like yeah. two years. And then they, and they, while they're doing Space Ghost Coast to Coast, then abandoned Cartoon Planet. There was the Brack show. There was, yep. um, they continued with Coast to Coast. Um, but I think Cartoon Planet is the most again when they're trying to appeal to everybody. Okay. Or maybe even Coast Space Ghost Coast to Coast, but even Space Ghost Coast to Coast has those early flavors of Aqua Teen in it, where you're yes. like, you can watch that and be like, okay, this is where Aqua Teen came. Like you can tell, like, oh, they really liked this type of humor, yet they couldn't do it properly here, or they felt they couldn't do it the way they wanted to, so they're going to expand upon it later on down the road. Did you know and, that Space Ghost was actually the first appearance of the Aqua Teens, and they weren't called the Aqua Teens; they were called Baffler Meal. Oh, really? Yeah, they were the first, and they looked they looked pretty different. Like the artwork is different, but before there was even an Aqua Teen Hunger Force show, they were on Space Ghost as like guests or something. And the original were, like cartoon from the '60s or Coast to Coast? Coast to Coast. Oh, okay. And so then they were Baffler Meal was what they were called. I love that name. <laughs> Like that makes sense though, and that's why. Oh yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And like a lot, and then going, but not to go back because Cartoon Planet's gonna be its own thing down the line. Yeah, but I, I like, should just say on right now, I'm I'm sorry I didn't pick Cartoon Planet to talk about today. Oh no, Zach. Cartoon, <laughs> Cartoon Planet is on the roster. Like, if, if, if I knew we were allowed to bend the rules and just throw in regular animation into the foreign animation, well, um, I, I would have done that because if we're just we're just throwing rules out the window. Um, but no, like I said, Cartoon Planet, like because again, I watch Cartoon Planet. And a little bit, like I love it. I love Brack. 
Um, Brack might be yeah. one of my favorite, like, like, um, like characters of all media, like of all time. Yep. It's because it's just, it's just yelling. It's not it's nonsensical yelling, but it's at least reserved nonsensical yelling. Mm-hmm. And like I said, and I I, I that I can see and there's things like that Brack can do that like Brack's "I Love You, Baby," where yeah. where it's him singing about like 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 uh, proposing to a woman. Like yep. it's nonsensical, but like anybody can appreciate it because it's just it's so um, baseline or it's so. I don't want to say lowest common denominator has a really bad stigma attached to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's a it's accessible. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, very, it's accessible. Where where some of this other stuff is is very much not accessible. Well, that's what it comes down to. Because there's there's a great uh, Cartoon Planet joke where um, Space Ghost. For those of you who've never seen Space Ghost or Cartoon Planet, Space Ghost used to zap Zorak anytime he did something wrong, and that was like <laughs> a reoccurring gag. <laughs> and at one point, Brack starts doing something, and Zorak goes, "Why don't you zap Brack?" And Brack turns around, and goes, "And think about it, this was made like in '95." And goes, and, and, "And this is the record. Cartoon Plant was taken from like recycled cartoon footage from like the mm-hmm. '60s Space Ghost cartoon." And anyway, going back to Brack, he says, "He can't zap me because I'm not animated to explode." Which is arguably the most meta thing you can say in regards to Cartoon Planet. That's good. Because That's good. No kid watching that is going to get the fact that this is being like stock animation being recycled with just a redub of yeah. like modern voices. No one's going to get that. Oh, that's... <laughs> Brack, if you don't stop doing that annoying whatever it is you're doing, I'm going to blast Zorak. I don't believe you. <laughs> you don't. No, I don't. Believe in. Believe in. Ah! I triple dog dare you to do that again. No, 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 you don't. No, no, no. <laughs> so I guess um, blowing up Zorak makes you feel like Mr. Big Stuff. Is that your answer to everything? Nice weather we're having. Space Ghost, um, can I make one little remark without you blowing Zorak up? Baby. I guess not. Hey, why don't you zap Brack? He started the whole thing. Oh, he'd love to blast me, wouldn't you, Space Ghost? Wouldn't you, Mr. Big Man? But he can't. You know why? Because I'm not animated to explode. That's right, right? Right. Even if I was, I'm so well loved by all that if Space Ghost blasted one hair on my pretty little head, he would get in big trouble. Am I right or 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 am I right? Right. And you know what else? What? Chicken butt. 
Ah! And I think, and that's that's Cartoon Planet humor at its most meta and most nonsensical because 99% of the people who were watching that in 95 had no idea what that was even referencing or why that's even his. Again, Rob and I find that hysterical because it's such a extreme meta thing. Yes, I and love I that think, stuff. I th- but the problem with like Aqua Teen and, or or the Perfect Hair Forever and even Space Ghost Coast Coast is that you're taking this very specific sense of humor and you're saying let's instead of doing this for one isolated joke, let's stretch this into an entire series. And I think that you can't hold this again. Rob's gonna disagree with me on, except for <laughs> Rob. Except for Rob, I would imagine most people will understand that you cannot stretch that level of just specific targeted sense of humor for an entire series. Never mind multiple, because you have this, you have cart, uh, not, uh, Space Ghost, you have Aqua Teen, you yep. have Lord knows what else they were doing with Toonami at the time. Yep. Um, I would imagine Mike Lazo had his fingers in a million different projects at that time. Yeah, they're very um, prolific. And that's one yes. thing I really like about them. And even Powerpuff Girls, which he had a, they had a hand in, in creating. You can even sense some of that now if you watch the original Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. How weird it was. Oh, yeah. Because and now you watch the current version of Powerpuff Girls, and they've completely... What's the word? Um, revamped? Uh, no, not revamped. What, what would be a good analogy? Kind of like how chemotherapy kills cancer cells. <laughs> what is the power puff? What is the modern power puff girl equivalent of removing all the? What would you call it? Like, like they, they've wiped everything that made that so unique out of that of that revamp. Uh, neutralized it. Neutered. Neutered. They neutered be, it. That might be that good. would be like, like, they, like okay. Exactly. And I think that's and I think that's why like thing not to get really really broad sterilized it. What about sterilized? Yeah, sterilized would be the right word. Yeah, sterilized neutered, sterilized. Neutered. Okay, yeah. Um, like I think you sterilized a lot of these things' identity. Like as much as I don't like Perfect Hair Forever, I think it has a very unique identity. Oh, sure, um, oh, absolutely. Oh, and I think, that one there. <laughs> uh, I think that's the issue with a lot of these. Like, like that's why you don't get things like that. Like every once in a while, there will be a uh, too many cooks. Which just hits the right core at the right moment, and it's bite. It's twelve minutes long. It's bite sized. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas something like this, I guess, because it is animation, and it's just it is like cause you can be like think about too many cooks is that it's so it's live action nonsensical, which is really difficult to pull off convincingly. Yeah. Whereas with with nonsensical animation, that's pretty much that's what animation is there for, <laughs> not to be grounded. <laughs> So it's kind of like, again, it's kind of like the best way to describe my opinion. I'll I'll shut up now and let Rob talk. (laughs) How I see like too many cooks is um, shooting for the stars when it comes to nonsensical. It's like like, there's no reason why this should work. yet somehow it succeeds in its purpose. Whereas Perfect Hair Forever is shooting fish in a barrel. It's like it knows what it's doing. It has all of its, its ducks lined up. And it's not missing. It's hitting everything it wants to hit, though. But it's almost too easy in a way. I except I for Rob. You. Except for Rob. Okay, I get I get what Zach is saying. I have to accept what Zach is saying. Uh, but can I pitch uh, our possibly our? Is it our first piece of merchandise? Can we sell mugs? Spotlight. Yeah, merchandise, merchandise spotlight. spotlight. Can we sell mugs? That say except for Rob on them, like like an ellipsis, <laughs> like a dot dot dot, and then except for Rob. Can we start selling those? I think that'd be good. <laughs> I, I, I have it pictured already. It says it, it says dot 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 except for Rob, 
There's a Cinemati's logo in the corner of the mug. Yes, yes, yes. We need to pick a good font for the for the <laughs> except for Rob. Okay, we'll get on it. That'll be available soon in your local uh, podcast stores. Do they have those, Zach? We can go and we buy can, we, no, we, we can create our own store. The Cinemati's like word like a uh, <laughs> uh, cafepress.com. No, I want like a physical store. Like you know how they used to have like as seen on TV stores. Like don't they have like as seen on podcast stores? Well, they don't we do that. Hope. We can only hope. Okay, we can only hope. Zach and, I, Zach and I are so out of touch with the with the mall kiosk world. We don't know if they do this, but if well, they do, figure, you'll find that mug. <laughs> well, I figure we'll do it. Kind of like how there's like the Apple Store inside, like a Best Buy. There's the podcast store inside, like the the Sears. <laughs> Why are we inside a Sears? I want to be inside any other store. <laughs> because no other store will take this except for Sears. <laughs> you don't think Kmart would take us? Same thing. Six to one half dozen. <laughs> Okay, well, we have, we are, at least we're being ambitious with our merchandising aspirations. So I, I like that. I'd like to hear that. But yes, Zach and I, are, don't you love it? I think the audience loves it at this point. We like to disagree. They want to hear us disagree on absolutely everything. And this is no different. Zach, can I ask you something? Can I ask you a real question? Uh, it's getting real. It's, uh, it's, it's short. It's a short one this time. And I think we can get out of the way pretty quick. But are you ready to talk about voice acting? Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? It's pretty short because these people are dear. these people are so so confined to Adult Swim. I'm taking that as a yes. I heard, oh dear, I have not felt any battery acid. It might be because my skin is calloused and it's built up a natural defense to it. But here we go. Nick, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Inkatanuat. Nick Inkatanuat. This is the voice of the inappropriate comedy tree, otherwise known as Norman Douglas. This, the first time we see this character, he says he has sex with dogs. Come on, man. I'm available! <laughs> it's an inappropriate comedy tree! What's up with that? Yes, yes. Clap your hands for you, your progress. Comedy three. That is the first line this character has. It's great. He is Aquatine Hunger Force. Aquatine Hunger Force alum, some notable ones. He's the tour guide in T-Shirt of the Living Dead. That's a great spot. He's the store clerk in Remooned. And he's a few of the storage zebels. I know Zach really likes the storage zebels episode. Right? I'm right, right? Right. Yep. What's that? Is that a waterfall? Yes, but it's not water. Don't <laughs> tell him! Yeah, no shit, dummy. It's black. Uh, uh, there's nothing in there, so just stop looking at That's it! That's oil! You got oil here! Yes, it's crude oil. We use the oil to power our drinks! Shut up! Think I'm bringing a tanker tomorrow to siphon this whole lake dry. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you're still there. I thought he was going to go make a sandwich real quick. Uh, now we're getting into the into the into the good ones. Matt Mialaro, of course, the voice of Uncle Grandfather and Rod the Anime God, just a giant flame in Perfect Hair Forever. He's a he's a big time actor on uh, voice actor on Octane Hunger Force. He's Ur, one of the Moonanites. He's Markilla. Did you know that the Aquatines have a landlord? A vampire is a landlord. His name's Markilla. I remember. Uh, was was. Or like the little like pixelated guy. Yes, yes, he's the he's the small pixelated one. I know. All, the one thing I do like, not not to get off topic. The one thing I do like about um, Aquatine, I think it has very little to do with Aquatine. 
Um, I like Space Kataz. He was so awesome! Did you get him? Totally! They are doomed to drown in the balloon water! I oh, like, yeah! I, I, I like Space Kataz. I Space really... Kataz. I, I, I love that. <laughs> that no, is a good one. we don't eat our own pots! That's the one where they're ordering like a shitload of pizzas for every, yes. each other, right? <laughs> yes, okay. That, I, like, that, I like Space Kataz. I like that. That is a great one. Yes, Matt Maillaro is Ur. He's the small one. Uh, we're going to get to Ignignoct, the bigger pixelated guy, as well. Um, but uh, Matt Maillaro is also um, BillyWitchDoctor.com from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Well, could BillyWitchDoctor.com maybe raise something else from the dead, bigger than a chicken? Mega Ultra Chicken? No, shh, he's legend. Well, no, I mean, I was thinking more like a human. Milkshake. Or something like Ooh. that. Ooh. BillyWitchDoctor.com feel more comfortable with chicken. Just chickens, huh? Okay, and you're local. One convenient locations in Africa. Okay, well, we'll be in touch. He's the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future. One of my favorite characters. Hey man, you can come out now. He's gone. I cannot live with that guy. He is so annoying. He is so frightening. And he doesn't wear a shirt. You make our house bleed right now! And he's also probably my favorite character in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. The deranged homeless man. I'm tilting my head. I still don't see the damn thing. Alright, you see the homeless guy up there in the grid work? Not him. It's above him. Uh, I don't see anything but wood. I mean, it's just wood it's grain. right in the butt of the gun. Look at the butt I'm of the gun. I'm looking at the butt of the gun. I don't see nothing but the gun. What the hell's the matter? Hey, yo, Chach. Hey, Show my dumb friend over here where G-Wiz is, will you? G-Wiz. Yo, G-Wiz. That's, yes, thank you. Okay. Show him on the billboard. Me. Me, G-Wiz. Great. Another whack job. Hey, G-Wiz. Can you fly? Okay, now that he's gone. Okay, Matt Maillaro. He's a great voice actor. I think he's held back a little bit in this one because he's doing Uncle Grandfather and Rod, the anime god, and they're both kind of restrained in their voices. But, you know, he, he's a really great voice actor. Okay, now we're getting to the good one. Probably the greatest performance of Perfect Hair Forever. Dave Willis. This is the voice of Quafio. How good is this voice acting performance, Zach? Quafio. The one who does the F and the one who does, uh, he has, he can never remember Space Cat's name or Astronomic Cat's name, and he keeps fucking it up in, like, every episode. This is the best, this is one of the best voice acting performances ever. This is so great. Can we agree on that, Zach? Sure. Sure. I get it. Sure. Okay. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, how can you not like the first episode? He's like, he's screaming at his robot. The robot is model robot. But you never know. He's like, model robot, transform into a phone. And it's like, initiating the transform process, baby. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, Dave Willis, Coiffio. Um, Octi Hunger Force, of course. He's Meatwad. He's Carl. And he's Ignignoct. He's, he's main characters. Um, he's Barry Dillon from Archer. So I'm um, thinking that we probably should split up. No, 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 please. Ar Archer, your boots are slipping, man. Probably because there's 200 pounds of asshole hanging off. 183, them. fat boy! Whatever, tell that to my silk socks. Why are you wearing silk socks? Is that a joke? I don't know if you watch Archer or have watched Archer a lot, Zach, 
No, I'm not an Archer person. I, I think it has went downhill big time. I think the first few seasons were the best, and it kind of lost its luster. Uh, but Barry Dillon is a recurring villain. And he's he's I never would have thought it was Dave Willis. Like this is crazy. We'll have to do a comparison of the, his voice acting. But the thing that I also found is that Dave Willis did various voices for Chalk Zone. Do you remember Chalk Zone, Zach? Ah, oh, yeah, with Ruby Tabubi or whatever. That like was. Nickelodeon animated yeah. kind of fake faux sketch or pseudo sketch show yeah, or something, yeah, or yeah, where they would go that. into Chalk World. Uh, I. I when I saw this in my research, I had like nom flashbacks. Like I I completely forgot about Chalk Zone. But when I read this, so many things came flooding back to me. Like it was it was weird. Like it was a jarring experience. But that's Dave Willis. I don't know who he was in Chalk Zone, but I don't know. You think we could find episodes of Chalk Zone anymore? Yeah, it's around. People like that still. Is there a channel that does like old Nickelodeon no. stuff, like they do for Bo- like Boomerang's the old Cartoon Network stuff and Hanna Barbera, right? Well, Boom- Boomerang doesn't even air old stuff anymore. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I didn't. Know they used to, the last really old. Th- I still have a cable. The last. Um, <laughs> I don't. Are you yeah. sure you want to say that on the air? <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I should be embarrassed. It's kind of, it's kind of like, like I think there's nothing really worse than saying you're not a cable cutter now. Um, no, like the last thing they used to air. Like I remember, like um. They do air Looney Tunes sometimes. They do like, t- like pretty much all like the only old stuff they air is Looney Tunes and um, Tom and Jerry. They used okay. to air like the original Scooby Doo. I think mm-hmm. like 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 from like four to six a.m. But um, <laughs> other than that, like they don't air anything all day. It, all this is just basically it's just like it's a dumping ground for um, Cartoon Network. Like it's all this. It's Teen Titans Go. Oh. Um, oh. I don't know well. I, I don't know what else is popular on there now. Like, like <laughs> I know like they don't air. Like they don't even air some of their stuff. Like the. Like, uh, like uh, oh my god! I could not Adventure Time. What's the other one? Like one with the regular oh god, show. Regular show. Like they don't even air that anymore. Um, it's just like it's again. It's whoever's popular. It's just a dumping ground for Cartoon Network. So it's whoever's popular gotcha. on there. It's just like a duplicate. Except for everyone. I think like it maybe. I think like eight to like ten they'll do like Looney Tunes and like maybe <laughs> ten to eleven they'll do Tom and Jerry and then that's it. Oh god! It's really sad. Oh man, we need those. Oh, I want that old stuff back. You know, I want an old Nickelodeon show where I can watch Chalk Zone and and Kablam. You remember Kablam? Yes, Kablam was insane. I would, I would watch the shit out of Kablam these days. God damn it! What the yeah. fuck? Why don't we have know, these good things anymore? I'm getting nostalgic. Okay, I got one more voice actor um, that Zach probably didn't notice, uh, but Sherman the giraffe that wants to eat all the time. That's Danger Doom, the musician. You know who Danger Doom is? No. Okay, Zach is Zach just got tasked tasked with listening to. Uh, oh dear. Oh, he's from. Sorry, I misspoke. He's from Danger Doom. Danger Doom is where I know him. His artist name is actually MF Doom. You should look into him. Danger Doom is what he did with Brian Burton. Danger Mouse. So get it. Danger Mouse and MF Doom. Danger I'll get Doom. Right on that. Zach is Zach is getting on it. That's it, Zach. That was That's pretty it? painless. That was pretty painless. That's it. This is everything else is Adult Swim references. We don't need to go through that. Octane Hunger Force deserves it. We'll get some good clips in there. But that's it. That's all we got. Dave Willis is a masterpiece. He's like the most successful out of all these guys in terms of voice acting. That's it. Was that painless? That's it. Well, yeah, compared to the, um, oh, what was it? The Star Wars Clone Wars one where actually just the audio just gave out. We had to do a hard cut. <laughs> you, We missed out. So many good ones. I could get my notes. We missed, like, the people who did the Law & Order video game voice acting. We missed the people who did, like, even more Adventure Time. Should I get those notes? Should I get those notes, X? <laughs> should, no, I, should we go please back? Don't. 
Okay, Please don't. Well, how about instead we now actually talk about perfect hair forever? That's, the, not, that's not that's not what we've been sub, doing. The substance of it, the 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 story behind it, the the gold that is perfect hair forever. What do you think oh, about Lord. that? Because I have some oh, things I have to Lord. say. Okay, I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off by saying something that needs to be said. I think it is a it is a truth. It is a it is a universal truth, but people don't say it enough. People don't know about it actually. Action Hot Dog is one of the greatest characters of all time. Do you know who I'm? Action Hot Dog is the hot dog that is Gerald's yes. companion throughout Perfect Hair Forever. So I guess I should frame this. The whole series starts with Gerald, Gerald Bald Z. That's his name. He's like a young guy, actually voiced by a woman who is balding, like his hair's going thin. And he goes to Uncle Grandfather and he says, I want perfect hair forever. And he goes on this quest to get perfect hair forever. And his first companion is Action Hot Dog, introduced to him by Uncle Grandfather. Action Hot Dog only says one thing. Okay, we both have to do this, Zach. I'm going to give my best information. Yes, yes, Zach, you have to. Zach, I will will quit this podcast right now. No, absolutely not. You're not going to do an Action Hot Dog? No. No. Why? Why do you not want? Why are you so against doing an action hot dog, in per, in person? Because it's just gibberish. It's not. It's ready. Here we go. I'm gonna do mine. Ready? Oh are you God. ready? <clears throat> Dude, la 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 la. Your turn. Insert clip here. Listen to the hot dog. Do the la 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 la. No, you gotta actually. We're gonna do the clip, but we gotta do your. Okay, okay. We'll get back to. We'll come back to that one. This is this is great. Okay, this is why this is great, Zach. Because this is every single quest-based story in the Japanese culture. You have your main hero destined for greatness, and you get the useless sidekick, and they just kind of epitomize that with the hot dog only saying one thing ever. I mean, you know, it breaks it up. Sometimes he'll just be like, doo-doo, or he'll be like, la-la, or la. They'll shorten the whole phrase. But most of the time, we're getting the full-on action hot dog call. And I I love that aspect. They're like, it. like this is it. This is our useless first sidekick. That's awesome. That's a great parody to me. Make it a hot dog. Make it... You notice Gerald has a little hot dog symbol on his shirt? Like his shirt yes, has a little I, hot dog I, I picked up on that. Yeah, and he's fighting Quafio, the evil controller of cats. So the guy with the hot dog is fighting the guy with the cats. And, and Zach, what, what starts? What does Brenda start when she whispers in Gerald's severed ear? Can you tell me what she starts? <sighs> I don't remember. The, what do you mean? It's the, it's the cat bun wars. <laughs> Brenda, what have you done? You have started the Cat Bun Wars. No! She starts the war between the cats and the hot dog buns. And that's what our whole story is about. It's about the guy with the hot dog going against the guy with the cats. One has bald head, one has perfect hair. And the other one, oh my god, Zach, how is this nonsense? How is this nonsense to you? No comment. No, <laughs> no comment. Okay, so, so Zach is, um, 
I would say 45% convinced that Action Hot Dog is one of the greatest characters ever. I wish we had more Action Hot Dog, to be honest. I don't think we have enough in this series. Uh, I would also say that we need it in kind of just every media ever, that we need this hot dog just popping up, like making a few cameos or something like that. <laughs> no, no, no comment. Where, 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 where's that spray bottle? <laughs> Zach used it all up before, so now I'm on free reign. Okay, Uh-oh. so so this, this story, this is another story that has to be told. Um, a very common, deep, philosophical, thought-provoking question that I will ask people, which I don't think I've ever asked Zach, but I'm about to right now. Zach, let's say you and I are together, like physically next to each other. We're getting ready to go out somewhere. Like we're, we're in a house and we're getting ready to go out in a car to go see a movie. And for the sake of argument, let's say I'm ready before you are. Would you okay. rather me ask you if you are Freddy or Peppered? That's the question. Would you prefer? Now, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm going to call you one of them. I'm not going to ask you a normal question like a human being asks you a question. I'm going to ask you one of these two things. Which would you prefer? If you call me Freddy or Pepper? Well, no, no, no. To ask you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ready before you. And instead of asking you just directly, are you ready? I'm going to ask you, are you Freddy or are you Peppered? Those are the two options. Which do you prefer? Peppered. Good. That is the right answer, Zach. <laughs> So here we go. Freddy is a no-brainer, right? You've heard that before. You ready, Freddy? I think that's like a common yes. phrase. And so, you know, if someone wants to say, are you ready? They say, are you ready, Freddy? Or they say, you're Freddy. That's where that comes from. But that's stupid. That's easy, okay? Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Zach, Zach, is, Zach is loving his life right now. <laughs> so I can't get on board with that. So I prefer... I bet you can't. Peppered. I prefer peppered. So here we go. Peppered, of course, is a play on prepared. So the joke, co- or not the joke, it's not a joke, it's, a, it's me saying something crazy. It comes from, are you prepared? And the next step was inspired by Perfect Hair Forever. In the first episode of Perfect Hair Forever, the pilot episode, that we have a scene where Quafio, we're in his house or something, and he's like, Prepare, prepare, pre- pre- and he's jumping all around the screen like an anime, like they're doing all those jump cuts and stuff, and there's flashing lights, and he keeps saying the word prepare or shortened versions of the word prepare, and at a certain point, he starts saying it so fast that it gets to like that prep, like prep, prepare, like almost like preppered, and so this made me think, oh, prepared, you could say preppered, but then just go to peppered. And you can ask people if they're peppered when they're ready for something. The joke in, in Perfect Hair Forever is awesome. We have to put the clip in because he says prepare a bunch of times. And then he cuts himself off and says, get ready. Get ready. And it's hilarious. But... That's where it comes from. And Zach, here's the big tie-in to you, because many times I have said to Zach directly or I've texted him, Market District Peppered Turkey Breast. And he's just been like, he's been like, what the f*** do you mean? (laughs) This This is what it has become. When I ask people if they're ready, I no longer ask them if they're peppered. This has evolved 
to Market District Peppered Turkey Breast, which was a, a deli meat that I sold when I worked at a deli back in the day. That is... Look at it. Look how much perfect hair forever has given us, Zach. We had the whole story with the computer at the beginning. Now you understand why I'm screaming Market District Peppered Turkey Breast at you all the time. How do you not love this? You know what? Um, the guy at the weird porno at least had, had a, a fun payoff. <laughs> you know, I think, oh. Zach is, except for Zach, everybody out there now wants to go and tell their friends that they're Market District Peppered Turkey Breast. I think I just got that to catch on. It's going to go viral. So go Can viral? we tweet that? Who do we tweet that to? Can we tweet that? I think you should sit down with Kanye. <laughs> Can I tweet that to Kanye from our account? Will you allow that? I think we should. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it like 20 times. <laughs> I think like appreciate that. Quick succession. Okay, but that is that is another thing Perfect Hair Forever has given us. That's great, Zach. It's also one of the funniest parts of the pilot. Um, directly before that in the pilot, we have the wonderful line from Model Robot where he's like, I think we're dealing with a very, very, very stupid person. Or a very, 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 very smart person. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. Mado Robot, what do you think? I think we're dealing with a very, very, very smart person. Or a very, very, very stupid person. And so we are very, very, very much in danger. Or very, very, very much safe. Oh, it's all funny. See, it's all funny, Zach. Okay, so I guess, I guess let me ask you some questions then. Because I could sit here and I could run down all these amazing lines and we could put them all in. But at the end of the day, this episode would just be the audio of Perfect Hair Forever if I had a say in it. Because it's all that funny. <laughs> but, of course, Zach is not going to allow that. No. Uh, so I want to ask something, ask Zach something, because he has some knowledge of it. Do you think they, what do you think in here, if anything, is a parody of Yu-Gi-Oh? Did you ever pick any of that up? Did you think anything in here is a parody of Yu-Gi-Oh? The show, what? the show, of course. Not, not Yu-Gi-Oh, the, um, the, the main show. The one thing I always, I, I used to watch, and Rob probably remembers this, was there was a parody of Yu-Gi-Oh called like, the Abridged Series. Yeah, okay. The censor for swearing, all the characters would use. Okay, what was it? I don't, I don't think I remember what it was. You know it is. Oh, okay, yeah, that screech, gotcha. They all they all use that. And I, when I first heard it, I'm like, wait, is this, because I didn't know how old this was. And I'm like, wait, are they ripping off Little Karibo? <laughs> and, and obviously, once once I saw the date of this, I'm like, oh, this this was right around the same time as like when Little Karibo was doing his thing. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, I didn't pick up on anything specifically Yu-Gi-Oh, but that was the one element that made me did, do think of that uh, show. Okay, okay. So I definitely got the Yu-Gi-Oh sense, um, I think in the second episode, Uncle Grandfather gives the, the king of all animals the hot dog, uh, not the hot the hamburger net necklace. Oh. Oh, and that made me think of the Millennium Puzzle, that Yugi got, the, when Yugi gets the Millennium Puzzle, I, that's what I thought of. Yeah, that makes sense. And But then, you know, we get the immediate follow-up where he's like, what is this? Is it magic? And Uncle Grandfather's like, what do you mean? How do I use this? He's like, it's a hamburger, so we're snacking. <laughs> Is it a magical being? Does what have what? How can I use this? Uh, it's a hamburger. So, you know. Snacking. 
<laughs> oh yes, that's, that's some great stuff. Okay, good. Uh, that's that's when I picked up on Yu-Gi-Oh. I, of course, also uh, the hair of the king of all animals made me think of Yu-Gi-Oh. But just because I was a Yu-Gi-Oh fan, I'm sure it could make you think of any anime you've ever been interested in. Because <laughs> you know, anime hair is always that spiky, generic-looking thing. Oh, great. Okay. So my next question for you, Zach, I want to know if you picked on some picked up on something. Um, there's a few scenes that are in outer space. Quafio has a ship that's like in outer space and he just has yes. like a pool and a bar like with no cover on it and they just hang out there. Um, whenever we get a shot of outer space, it'll show like the ship moving and a few times, I think four or five times throughout the whole series in the background, there'll be a moon and there'll be like a smaller red moon or planet in front of it. And as the camera moves, they'll line up so that the two moons look like a clown face and you'll hear a honk. Did you pick up on this? I don't think so. I, th- I think I heard nothing, a honk, but this has nothing to do with the with the series. I think. Well, that well, that's the other thing. I think. But every time you get a shot of outer space, you get this moon and the camera. You get a, like an establishing shot for enough time for these things to line up to look like a clown's face, and then you hear a honk. Now, the reason I question that it's unrelated to the main story is because our main character does walk past a field of crucified clowns in one episode. So, mm, look at that. And in the sixth episode, when Action Hot Dog is playing the grand piano during the first musical number, the candelabra is made out of crucified clowns. (laughs) Did we just break ground, Zach? Have I convinced Uh, you? Deep analysis. Here we go. What are you thinking right now, Zach? What are you thinking? Oh, my Lord. This this (laughs) show is insane. (laughs) <laughs> like I said, I'm not arguing whether there was actual thought put into it, but it's just this mishmash of it's this blender of insanity and nonsense. Like, like obviously they they put thought into it though, but it's just absurdity. It's absurdity just strung together. Yeah, uh, yes, it is absurd, but I, I I get more meaning and out of it I think than Zach does. It's yes. great. So how about we how about this? Zach? With that. Did you have? Did you have like one since of clearly you've explained to me you do not you were not laughing constantly throughout this this series? No. Was there was there one pinnacle moment that made you laugh harder than anything? Does anything jump out? That's what I would be looking for, I guess, from your your mystical, not mystical, your cynical. Uh, I'm gonna shut my brain off because it's Adult Swim nonsense over here. Like I found something. Like I'm trying to think. There was one joke that made me laugh. I can't remember it right now. You didn't take notes. No, I didn't take notes. I didn't take notes for this. Oh, God, Zach. Okay, I'm going to take notes can, for this. Can I take a guess? Can I take a guess? Was it the... Um... How do you take notes for a fever dream? I got notes. Look at my notes. You've I've watched heard, this too much. Here are my notes. <laughs> okay, how about this? I have a guess. I have a guess. Okay. The funniest joke for you was uh, when Rod the anime god tries to give Gerald LSD. And he's like, hey, kid, put this on your tongue. And Gerald goes, what is it? It's LSD. Is it dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did it? laugh. Okay, okay. That, that did not make me laugh. Oh, okay. Um, My first guess was... I liked, I liked the tree. Like, 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 every single time the tornado tried to stab the tree, <laughs> it's like, it's like, like, that made me laugh. And the tree just flips out every single time something happens. Hey, what are you fellas doing in the woodsy forest? Don't get too close! He'll fuck you up! 
The, I, I really, I, I really do like the tornado where he's like, "I'm Terry. Nice to meet you." Oh, oh come on, Terry. It's Twisty. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. That is good. Okay. Okay. So we we laughed about some similar things. Okay. Well. Okay. Can I take another guess then? Okay. Um, There's a few things. There are maybe few. this wasn't this wasn't a specific line. This was a scenario. Um, out of all the scenarios, this might be what I think is the funniest, which is why I'm going to guess it. Uh, episode four. Episode four is titled Happy Suck Day. Happy Suck yes. Day as the name of the episode. Uh, and we learn in the episode that Happy Suck Day, as at least as I interpret it, it is somewhat ambiguous. Happy Suck Day is the title of the porno film Uncle Grandfather is Trying to Shoot Between oh. a Vacuum Cleaner and a Cake. That's what you thought was the funniest thing. No, that was an example of this sounds like, like this is like, sounds like an idea that I would come up with in high school. It's like, wouldn't it be funny that if we're making this like high school project and in the background is like this porno playing, like and it's a cake in a vacuum cleaner trying to have sex with each other. That sounds like something I would think would be fun, really funny in high school. I'm like, how do we work this in without anybody noticing? <laughs> so yes, the I, I think the idea is a little high schoolish or juvenile, but I love that Sophomore. we we get it. Yes. Yes, uh, that's a that's a deep cut right there in our vocabulary, Zach. <laughs> but I I think that I it is made well or it's done well because it's the from the perspective of Uncle Grandfather as like the director. Like the first time we see it, he says something like, you know, cake. Like he's talking to them. He's like, cake, you are the maid, and and it's like you are the unsuspecting guest or something, and and this leads to sex, and then he starts pushing them together. <laughs> Okay, now, Cake, you pretend you're chambermaid and vacuum cleaner, you're presently surprised. This leads to sex. Okay, quiet, quiet on the set, quiet. Speed. Happy shock day to me, take... <laughs> like, it is, like, just from that perspective is ridiculous. Like, they're not actually having sex, it's... Him trying to film this is what I think is hilarious about it. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, when the guards come and get him, he asks very, very greatly. He says to the guards, can you get this vacuum, <laughs> this cake? <laughs> and we never know, because Brenda starts the cat bun wars. Oh, where this show could have gone, Zach. Yes, where could it have gone from okay, there? Okay, so I have two strikes. I have two strikes on your funniest moment. Yes. Oh, God. How many attempts do I get? 80? To be fair, I don't remember what exactly <laughs> I laughed at. So you have, you have, this keeps spitballing. Okay. Uh, I think, okay. Episode six during the variety show, Gerald is holding model robot's head and he says to Japanese bear dad, look, I invented the internet, but it's made out of wood. Dad, I'm home from school. <laughs> Guess what? I've just invented the internet. But it's made of wood. That's what you that that was hilarious. That's hilarious. Out of nowhere, he's like, look, I invented the internet. But it's made out of wood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might have laughed at that because that was... Okay. okay, I'm getting closer. I'm getting, getting warmer. closer. You're getting warmer. Okay. Oh, oh, I got a good one. I got a good one, Zach. As I mentioned before, um, uh, well... Okay, before my actual guess, my guess is a subset of what I'm about to say. I think one of the funniest aspects of this series as a whole is Quafio's inability to remember Astronautic Cat's name. 
Did you pick up oh, on this? Yeah, like yeah. Astrono- astronomic. Now, very, very nicely of me, Zach. I have gone through and I have picked out all of the instances where Quafio oh talks to Astronomic Cat, where he gets his name right or he picks it up. And we're going to play it right here. Here we go. Okay, listen up, Astronomic Cat. Oh, yeah. What up, Pedro? Aeronama. I Astroma. Nah. Space Cat. Good Aeronama. But Aeronama. Space Kate, the first astronomic Kate must perform. Background check. Astronomic Kate. Okay, listen up, our aeronomic. Aeronaut. Hmm. And now, here's my next guess. Here's my next answer, because it is one of the funniest things. For some reason, we dive into a subplot where Rob, the anime god, wants to buy Quafio's house. And he is trying to uh, initiate this sale while he's on Quafio's spaceship. And Quafio is like, this sounds good. But first, Astronomic Cat needs to run a background check. And the cat actually flies over to a computer and starts typing. And you can see the screen on the laptop. And it is literally the letter R over and over and over. And then Quafio starts talking about, oh, it took you seven years to pay off a, a, a car or something like that. And then Rod, the anime god, has the line, are we just going to sit here and watch your cat type the letter R 25 times? <laughs> That's what you laughed at. Maybe if I go back and rewatch this. I, I might have went too deep into that one. I might have backtracked on that one. <laughs> that's, that's like I said, there's, there are some moments in this. I'll admit that. It has its moments. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the the negotiation, the ceasefire negotiation of the Cat Bun War. Uncle Grandfather is nego- negotiating the ceasefire, and the way he does it is literally by saying, well, I got somewhere to be, so <laughs> sign it. Come on, sign it. And, and it goes on. It goes on for a while. That was good. That's my favorite way to negotiate ceasefires. Come on. Sign it. Sign it. Sign it. Come on. Seriously. Sign it. Sign it. Sign it. So, Rob, what do we eat during this? What do we... What? What? You know how many more quotes I have <laughs> from this show to talk about, sick? Okay, no. Yes. What do we eat? Um... Uh, I'm gonna, there's I'm two gonna, very, there's two very obvious answers to this. I think, I think I know what one of them is, and I'm gonna say right off the bat that we can't eat one of them. We cannot eat hot dogs during this. Hot dogs no. are out of the. No, hot dogs are the good guys. Hot dogs are the main characters. Our main character is the hot dog guy. He's like the hot dogs, are the good side in the in the hot in the Cabon Wars. We get action hot dog as our friend. He's a great character. Can't eat hot dogs. I love hot dogs. No hot dogs during this, though. Is that one of the ones you were thinking of? Well, that's one. Yes, that's one of two. Or, or a portion of one of two. Was the other one cat? <laughs> were you going to say we could eat cat? <laughs> of course. That I'd, be, I'd be okay with. They're the enemy in this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was say the other one is hamburgers. Yes, so hamburgers is what I would say as my low-hanging fruit, uh, low-hanging food answer, I guess we should just start calling it. 
um, because hamburgers they don't they don't take on a role in this, right? You know, they're just they're literally just hamburgers. Hot dogs are characters and they exist. The buns are sentient and they're fighting a war, but the hamburgers just hamburgers. All right, we'll have to disagree. We'll have to disagree with you on this. So this is my idea for a food item. Because I, I didn't pick up on the whole thing of the hot dogs being sentient, just the buns. So my idea was instead of having a hot dog in a bun, you have a hot dog, but you wrap it with a croissant, like the croissant crust. Because buns are sentient, you can't eat buns, but you can have the hot dog in a crescent roll, uh, uh, crescent roll. That would be fucking delicious. <laughs> I would I would advocate eating that not during this though. Because oh. even though the, even though the buns might be the main factors of the hot dogs, the main like brains and the in the systems, action hot dog has the hot dog in him, and action yeah, hot he, dog is like the hero of the whole thing. Yeah, but he's stupid. So we, we, oh, he's, we, 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 we eat him, dude. La, right. la, la, la. Yeah, you know what? If we, the faster you get him, get, you eat no. him, make him go away, the better. No, no. I I think hamburgers are a good uh, a good thing to eat during this. Uh, but I think specifically they have to be hamburgers that you get down from somewhere up high, because oh, as Uncle, as, yes, uh, even higher possibly, as Uncle Grandfather tells us in the first episode, he says to he says to Gerald, "Now do you understand?" And Gerald says, "No, I don't." And he says, "You see, Gerald, son, hamburgers must be high, and that that is that is deep." Now do you understand? No, I don't. You see, Gerald, son. Hamburgers should be high. That's not nonsense. That's a life lesson. Hamburgers must be high. Remember that, Zach. Remember that. So, Rob, is, would you consider this a cinematic? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to keep steamrolling through this if I have uh, to. Uh, let, let's... Let's see what the judges say. Judges react. Come on, judges react. Yes, of course, of course. This is a cinematity. This, this is, this is was literally bestowed onto me as a cinematity. I think it was a cinematity before I even ever, my brain ever entertained the concept of a cinematity. Ever thought of the word. This is, this is something that I have to call a cinematity because it's like passing the torch. Like, I hope one day, like, someone finds one of my computers or they find my hard drive and this is on there and it impacts their life as much as it has impacted mine. That's what I, I can only hope for. So, yes. I'm going to give it a cinematic too. It's weird crap. I would, never sh- I would never show it to anybody. Um, what? But it's on the list. Like, if, if, I, had, if, if, I, like, I, if I had my 400 choices of 399 burned down... <laughs> You know what? It would it would it would do its job. It wouldn't it's, be my favorite, but it gets the job. It gets the job done. Sometimes that's all you need in life. This might be the first cinematity on my list. This might be the first late night movie. This is like a go to. This is like a go to. This is like I just met you. Let's watch Perfect Hair Forever. That's what I'm saying. This is the record. I think um, the the genesis of this entire concept, not just for the podcast, but as a whole. Stems back to I think there was a David there was a documentary or a small behind the scenes thing for Eraserhead and David Lynch was saying um, imagine while I'm saying is I have my right hand up in the air and I'm like just like tore like a uh, slightly twitching my fingers and it's and not a static shot of a phone it's you with the hand that's what we're doing this time no it's me with the hand no yeah okay, it's me with okay the hand. good I'm sitting here I'm talking to the camera and my right hand is up and I'm just kind of like 
wiggling my fingers. Well, I know people tell me when they see a racer head that because they, it's one of the movies they first show people with a new boyfriend or girlfriend to see whether the relationship will last. And that's, I think Rob took that concept and says, you know what, I'm going, you know what, Mr. Lynch? I'm going to take that concept. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> I'm going to run all the way to the goalpost. I'm going to run into the stands. I'm going to run through the stadium. I'm going to hop over the fence outside the stadium. I'm going to go run, chase through the parking lot. I'm going to race through the city. I'm going to run through the open pastures. And I'm just never, much like Forrest Gump, he's just going to keep on keep running. Keep on going. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Rob took this very, very spur of the moment comment and said, I'm going to base an entire facet of my life around it. <laughs> Arguably yes. more. Zach is not wrong. Arguably more impactful on Rob than the actual Eraserhead film itself. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's That might be immeasurable. <laughs> how do you measure how Eraserhead has changed me? I mean, you know, the amount of times that. Uh, the lady in the radiator song pops into my head out of nowhere. Like, how do you measure that, right? The impact that has. In heaven, everything is fine. In I wake up and have that song stuck in my head sometimes. I, I think they measure that in how many straight jackets they put on you at the mental home. Well, uh, I think they should measure it in how long I've kept all of those off. And I got a pretty good track record. Okay, do you have any other foods, Snackmaster? I don't want to cut off our food discussion. Yes. I think we the, already did, though. Yes, I am the Snackmaster, the Snackmaster, the Context, I did not invite the this, not the Legomaniac. I refute the Legomaniac until I get an explanation. I don't think so I'm ever So I'm trying to think, what other food could you use? I'm trying to think. I was going to say maybe, considering that I don't know any of the characters from this. The <laughs> Uncle Grandpa with the, the glowy hair has he like uh lives on like a giant spaceship yep. that looks like a uh cruise ship maybe you could have a cake that's in the shape of his <laughs> ugly spaceship it's sagging would you consider his his space cruise ship a birthday cake or a wedding cake i think so i don't know uh, it's got a like a cruise ship it does it does okay that's an interesting question that's an interesting question uh other foods that i would eat during this well we do have some uh, the the giraffe Sherman the giraffe voiced by MF Doom. He's always, he's always hungry. Oh, the drunk baby. How did we not talk about that? There's a drunk baby as a character in this that drives into a hole after buying a twelve pack from Catman. <laughs> I think you have to eat the baby. Eat the baby. That's that's good. Uh, Sherman. No, no, that, no. We're giving that away. That's for the Snowpiercer episode. Oh, we're doing we're doing a Snowpiercer episode. Well, well, if we are, that's definitely that's the low hanging fruit. See, that's episode. just that's that's not that's that should be called Captain America Snowpiercer. Like, I really want that to be a late in the game, like Logan style timing Marvel movie. Like, I want that to be Captain America so bad in Snowpiercer. That's that's alternate dimension, uh, Captain America. I know. I want it to be like after Infinity War, after the next sixty movies they have planned. I want it to be same timeline. Oh, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Uh, so Sherman talks about swordfish at one point. He says, swordfish is good. Lightly seasoned swordfish. And it is, that is good. So lightly seasoned. Oh, I mean, I don't know what lightly seasoned means. Like, <laughs> I've never cooked with anybody 
who has not told me to use less pepper. So what the yeah. f*** does lightly seasoned mean? Because my amount of pepper is way more than everybody else's amount of pepper. At least I found in my experience. So I don't know. I don't know. Swordfish. Swordfish as the chef intended. What about that? That's a good one. Sure. Okay, sure. Well, Zach, I have a few I have a few other things I wanted to mention that I don't think we oh, talked about. Lord. They're very quick. They're very quick. Uh, the first is one of the best things, uh, my most appreciative things about this. The music is different every episode. The opening and closing themes. I'm sure you picked up on this. Yes. Yes. They get different bands to do opening and closing themes. MF Doom, of course, is in there as he voices characters on the show. Uh, Diplo or Diplo. I've never really heard it pronounced uh, i think they do the first episode uh melt banana is one of the bands that does uh, some of the outros they're good widespread panic does one of the outros they're great i've actually seen them in concert before um we do get someone singing i think we get i think it's matt Maialaro singing at the end of the first episode when all you see is a wacky inflatable arm guy in the background and he's like singing about it's like i sing this at 2 30 time for dentist but the lights went out, it might be 2.40. Like, it's crazy, and it's great. I appreciate that immensely. That's part of the reason I don't think this is a TV show. There's no fixed intro-outro. They change it every single time. Lastly, Zach, or maybe not lastly, second to lastly, we do, I, maybe not we, I did have a favorite line out of all of this. This took me some time to decide, but I have found one line that I think is my absolute favorite. And, surprisingly enough, it comes from the most recent episode, the 2014 one. When I was watching this episode for the first time the other day, I heard this line. I laughed like crazy. It's resonated with me. I'm always going to remember it. Are you ready? Are you ready for me to drop this on you? I don't know how you can just narrow it down to one favorite line. for the I know. Thing. I don't know how I did it either, but honestly, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. This is the favorite line. In the eighth episode... The last episode that's come out, uh, it is revealed that the king of all animals has Gerald's ear on the back of his head that was cut off in the first episode. And Gerald says something like, oh, he has my ear. And the king of all animals comes back and says, say it into my favorite ear. Say it into my favorite ear. Oh, my God. I'm going to use I'm going to say this to students. I'm literally going to be teaching a class. I want a student to ask me a question. I'm going to turn my head and I'm going to go say it into my favorite ear. This is great. This probably transcends funny to me. Uh, this, is, this is sagging birthday cake material. I never would have thought of this. This phrase never would have been created by my brain. I needed to hear it. And now that I've heard it, I love it so much. That's my decision on favorite line. Say it into my favorite ear, Zach. Zach is baffled. <laughs> Absolute madman, folks. Zach is Absolute like, madman. Zach, you had to expect that this episode was going to be as crazy as the actual perfect hair forever, right? I expect that from every episode. Ah, yes, Zach knows who he's working with. Wait till the Wonder shows in episodes. Oh my lord! <laughs> That's a show that Rob actually wrote. We're gonna find out, like, like, um, like thirty years from now, that Rob once time travel was discovered, Rob went back in time, wrote a MTV two TV series <laughs> under a pseudonym, then came back to the future and never told anyone ever again about it. <laughs> Say it into my favorite ear. <laughs>
Uh, yes, we, we, we will have to get to that. That is when I will get to play the X-Files music while Zach talks. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay, Zach, if you don't have any questions, I have one last question for you. Uh-oh. It has been forever in the real world since Zach and I have actually sat down and talked about movies. Zach is probably realizing that he's upset about this because I've had so much to spew at him for the last, I don't know, how, how long have I had you? Six days I've been screaming at you? Something like that. that. Yeah, something like that. But it's been so long, I do not remember how we end episodes. Do you remember how we end episodes? (laughs) I think we played the Gremlins theme backwards. (laughs) I I don't know. I've listened to some of our recent episodes, and I don't even think we've talked about the Gremlins. No, I don't think we've talked about the Gremlins either. (laughs) So, So can you really say to me that we haven't been, that we've been ending it with the Gremlins backwards? Well, as of May 8th, 2018, in our recent catalog, no, I don't think we've talked about So what do we do? So what do we do? Are you saying that's what we should do? I think we should play something in reverse. Something in reverse? Okay, we could, okay. Okay, we'll think of something. What about about, uh, the Brenda theme? Every time Brenda shows up, there's that, like, little, like, flourish. What about that in reverse? How about the reverse Cinematis intro? Uh, okay, okay. Can we make a compromise? Reverse Cinemodities intro, where we sprinkle in one reverse action hot dog. Absolutely not. <laughs> what, what do you mean, absolutely not? Why don't we want it backwards? Do it a lot. I'm going to try and do it back. La, 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 la. What do you think? Nope. <laughs> okay, just so our audience knows, before we, before we drop out of here, Zach owes me three impressions. I think I did three impressions this episode. Zach did not reciprocate. He owes me three. That's never, going in the never. books. Never. Going in the books. Okay, Never. backwards backwards intro it intro. is. I guess, I guess that's what we gotta do. Smash that like button. <laughs> that what you were telling me before? We gotta promote this? Smash the fucking like button. How, wait, hold on, hold on. Before we cut, I know Zach is, Zach is hating me right now. How does it work? If you hit the like button two times, does it unlike it? Because like the first click is a like. And the second click is an unlike? Because then we should be saying, smash the fucking like button an odd number of times. That's important. Because if they hit it an even number of times, it's like they didn't hit it at all. Do you know, is that how it works? Do you know? I think so. I think smash means once. I don't think smash means twice. So, is there a No, no there's figure? no limit on smash. There, you could smash something any amount of times. Is there a quantitative figure specifically tied to smash no that's why we're saying smash the fucking like button we want people to like our podcast so much that they literally sit there and just pound on their mouse to hit the like or subscribe or i don't know whatever button they got to hit these days but it's got to be an odd amount of times right that's what we're b-roll 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 smash that fucking like button an odd amount of times and remember zach goes me three impressions never again (laughs) Was not us